Okay, thank you, Nicolas. Good afternoon, everyone. My name is Armel Brenéol. I am the Marine Fuel Technical Advisor for ExxonMobil in Europe. And uh, it's my pleasure to be here with you this afternoon to share ExxonMobil point of view on the coming IMO 2020 Global Cap and to share with you on how we are preparing for this uh, deadline. I think it's very clear for everyone in this room now that the 0.50% sulfur content is to be adopted January 1st, 2020. This will trigger no change for the ECA area at 0.10. This is mentioned here because uh, it could be surprising, but very often when we are discussing with vessel owner or vessel operator, this is a question that still come up to us. The main important thing that I will share with you at this time regarding this uh, implementation is that the, this new sulfur cap will require a complete, a significant supply chain reconfiguration. And when I am thinking about the supply chain, it's from us, I would say, as oil producer, from the tank in the refinery, in the terminal, considering also the liner from the tank up to the loading berth of the bunker barge, up to your tank of your own vessel that you will require a full tank management before the transition. So at the end of the day, it means that in less than one year, I would say in 12 months from now, next October, certainly first, the, the choice of compliance will have be, to be done by each, for each vessel, but on top, the tank cleaning, the tank preparation, the transition to be fully compliant on January 1st will have to be already worked. At ExxonMobil, we consider that there is, uh, we are heading uh, toward a multi-fuel future, which will comprise a different type of option to uh, ensure the compliance. That will go from LNG to uh, heavy, high sulfur fuel oil, as soon as the vessel is fitted with scrubbers, up to 0.50% sulfur fuel oil, low sulfur fuel oil, or even the 0.10. Today, what we are stating is that uh, having done our own, I would say, uh, assumption work, we are estimating that about 95% of deep sea vessels will use 0.50% sulfur fuel as a compliant option. Even if we foresee that after January 2020, let's say in the, in the next year, the uptake either for LNG or scrubber will increase. Anyhow, if we look at the figure where we are today, ahead of January 1st, 2020, we consider 95% of deep sea vessels will go to 0.5. If we look a little bit more in detail, LNG, as we speak, uh, and this has been discussed already in the previous panel, so I will not spend so much time on it, but even if the increase, the uptake for LNG as a bunker fuel is increasing, I am speaking here of vessels that are not LNG carrier because we consider them a little bit apart, uh, we foresee approximately 300 vessels that will use LNG as a bunker fuel, as a compliant option for January 2020. Very often, 
it's, uh, we are speaking here of new buildings have less retrofit that, uh, than we could expect. Scrubber, I believe this has been discussed uh, a lot also within the previous panel, so I will not spend too much time on it. Uh, someone have already mentioned, and we are fully in agreement from, the, from this figure, that by 2020, we can consider approximately 3,000 vessels, not more, that will be fitted with, uh, with scrubber. So as if you had LNG vessel, vessel fitted with scrubbers, I would say the other, the rest of the vessel will have to use 0.50% uh, fuel as a compliant option. And choosing a low sulfur fuel oil, if we want to call it like this, we have considered at ExxonMobil that now it's all about the no, I would say. And this is resonating very well with what I have heard this morning about crew training, crew awareness, and how it will become of utmost importance that the people on board the vessel, the ones that are handling the fuel, will have the knowledge on what they have in their hand. Because even if uh, this morning I have heard about new technology, digitalization, even if fuel oil can be seen very often not to be very technique, uh, a high technology product, I would say with coming 2020, where each refinery will produce potentially a very different fuel from one to another, the knowledge of the fuel of what type of fuel the supplier will provide to you will become very important. And I think I have heard this also already in the previous panel that it's very important today to consider moving from a bunkering activity, from a bunkering purchasing mode to fuel management. Because even if I will say, uh, for example, at ExxonMobil US, we have announced that all our 0.50% fuel will be compliant the ISO spec. We have done some fit for use assessment to go beyond the ISO spec um, requirement. It will be that some fuel will be different from one to another. And here when I am saying different, of course it can be from residual to distillate, but even within the same, I would say, residual uh, part of the, of the type of fuel, one can be different from another, from viscosity parameter, for example. So it will be very important to ensure an open dialogue with the fuel supplier to ensure the crew on board know what they have in the end, to ensure for them to have access to already today, it's already in place, but to have in place some uh, rigorous procedure on how to manage the switchover. Because today what is seen as perhaps potential risk in terms of coming IMO 2020 is seen from two different angles. We can, and it's come to human error and human factor, and I have heard about this during this, uh, this day already today, is that there will be the compliance to reach in terms of sulfur content, where uh, a company reputation can be affected in, in case the sulfur compliance is not there. But also it can be some kind of uh, switchover procedure, of course, it's already there today, and uh, myself, I was also going at sea 25 years ago, and at that time, we were already, have already having in place some procedure to switch from 
one bunker fuel to another bunker fuel, so nothing new as we speak, but perhaps we need to reactivate, we need to ensure that the crew on board is fully aware on how to handle this type of switchover. And very often by following, I will say, best practice that can be easy as soon as the crew is aware they have there to, to follow them in terms of housekeeping, for example, in the storage tank, on how to transfer, on how to treat the fuel on board. This can be done, um, I would say, easily, but the crew need to be aware. No your lubricants. Of course, the sulfur content of the fuel is also affecting the base number of the lubricant choice. So this is something also that needs to be taken into consideration. Now I would like to spend a little bit more time with you about how we have worked at ExxonMobil in the term of the development process for this new fuel. Because since this morning, I heard a lot about uh, it should be on the shoulder of the supplier to to ensure we have enough 0.5, it should be on the shoulder of the ship owner to make the right decision in the right time because IMO have already discussed this since uh, several years. Certainly we all have a role to play in this coming, uh, I would say, deadline. At ExxonMobil, we have started work the, the development of this new fuel since uh, several years already. This has been done and this is where I want to insist uh, with what we call a cross-functional team. What does it mean our, in our jargon? It means that we have really a full overview on each refinery by refinery on what we can achieve and what type of, what type of fuel we can uh, supply port by port, refinery by refinery. Because it's very important to understand that Within a refinery, you can have access quite easily to a 0.5% sulfur content fuel in all the different streams that a refinery can process. Now, what is less obvious is to ensure that this stream can be, can burn correctly in a marine engine. This is where our people from uh, research and engineering department are key with us, working what we call the fit for use assessment. This is where also our product quality advisor are key to ensure the ISO spec compliance. And this is where also where the refinery optimizer are key in this process. Because from one barrel of crude that is processed within a refinery, we will obtain a range of different products. And something that needs to be clearly in the mind of everyone, it will vary from one refinery to another, but the total output from a refinery that is going to the marine market, I would say the bunkering part, will be less than 10%. Potentially in, in certain refinery can be less than 6%. So it means that it's not because us as working in the marine fuel department, we could have seen somewhere in the refinery a 0.50% sulfur fuel stream that could work on board a vessel that we will have access to it so easily. We will have to discuss, if it's not fight, with our colleague from land-based application to ensure that we can have access to this product. To this product. And access to this product, it's not a, only a question of volume. 
It's also mainly a question of the logistics that we have to put behind. Because if for a vessel today, it's not easy to work the tank management and how to be prepared for IMO 2020, for us, neither it's not easy. Because there will be a point in time where we, where we will have to work the transition and where today we have some tank with uh, fuel with a sulfur content on average 2.8 sulfur content. Um, if we know that uh, the 3.5 on average is 2.8, we will have the to make the transition to the 0 0.5 in the tank, in the piping between the tank and the loading berth, and on board the burker barge that will deliver your vessel. So a lot of work to be done. This has been work with this big team all together, including what we call the marine fuel technical advisor, uh, which are here to be a kind of link between vessel order, vessel operator that we are meeting regularly, and our people within ExxonMobil to ensure what is worked internally uh, ExxonMobil will match the demand of the of the, fu the fuel demand ahead of 2020. So the message is clearly that we have worked this new fuel beyond the ISO spec requirement because yes, we have heard, you have certainly read in the press also, a lot of concerns about potential compatibility, stability issues. So we have worked them using a patented proprietary technology to ensure that the fuel that we will have onto the market ahead of 2020 will be compatible to each other. I am speaking here on ExxonMobil product, of course, because I, we cannot assess the compatibility with other suppliers. But when we are saying that our fuel will be compatible with each other, it's also at the time where the best practices in terms of fuel management, fuel housekeeping, treatment on board will be followed. Something that we believe it's important also to, uh, to state at this stage is uh, our long-term commitment to cleaner fuels, including marine. You have listed here on the, on the slide four examples of projects that are run around different refinery we can have. The message, and hopefully it will reassure a little bit the industry, which is uh, wondering a lot about this. We will not be an opportunistic blender of 0.5% sulfur fuel. This is something that we have worked since several years already to ensure the product quality, integrity of the sulfur content that we will offer. And we will also include a kind of technical support at point of use for uh, any, I would say, shipping companies that would require some support for this transition period. And a new service that we are offering also, coming with this transition, is the ability to have access to a kit that can help the crew on board the vessel to test for the sulfur content at the entrance of the engine. And this is a kind of support. In, it will not replace, I would say, uh, a sulfur test by, done by the authority or by a laboratory, but it will help the vessel operator to ensure the transition, the fuel management on board is in line with the procedures that have been set to ensure the compliance. This is coming back to the lubricants, but I think for the question of reason of time, I will skip this one. 
here you will have access to different ways to find some information about this new field. With this is the end of my presentation. Thanks for listening and I remain available for questions if you want.